Welcome to the Dark Arts of Conversation. The more we talk, the more we heal. Heal. <laughs> We're your hosts, Daniela, aka the Resident Witch. And Jeremiah, the Baker. Uh, we want to start our conversation. I'm um, just checking in. How are you this week? What's been going on? How you feeling? Uh, there's time change, and I hate time change. I never like time change. Um, and then I realized last night that my mom wasn't here to tell me to change the clock, and that was kind of like a... That was rough. It's the first time there's been a time change, and she hasn't been here to say, hey, don't forget to set the clock back. So that was pretty hard yesterday, I won't lie. Um, I'm sorry. Yeah, I mean, otherwise, things have been okay. Tired, but, you know, good. What about you? Uh... Okay. Uh, I started building a garden at my parents' house, which I feel like is going to take forever just because I'm like trying to also in tandem do their whole backyard. Um, just so like when we visit that there's somewhere for like our little nugget to like run around and I don't have to worry about her uh, running in all the poison stuff like I do when I go hiking. So um <laughs> That's been really nice, but, like, lately I've just been so exhausted, like, energetically. I just, like, I'm having a hard time. Time change for me, too, is really rough because I'm like, oh. So, um, and O hasn't really been, like, the easiest to put down to bed the last few nights since I was at my parents. Like, she's been hardcore fighting the sleep. She now knows sleep associations, so, like, the moment you see the bag and the swaddling happens, she's like, no, no, fuck this. I don't want to sleep. I don't know what you're doing, lady. And then it it's, like, a four-hour fight. It sucks. So, um, but hopefully you won't have to experience that with her this week. Like, yeah, like well, I hopefully. had. <laughs> you know, things happen, I guess. Right. She changes her mind pretty quickly, that's for sure. Uh, so today's topic, what are we talking about today? Uh, fight or flight, aka the acute stress response. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's exciting. Did you know, uh, do you know what fight or flight is? Uh, I mean, I knew like conceptually like what it was, but not, not like biological process and like those kind of things like i knew oh it's fight or flight right like oh danger what do you do um i knew that kind of stuff but outside of that no i didn't really know what it was when you get into the what is it part of it i have to agree on the same thing when you showed me some research i was like uh those are a lot of things that i didn't know either i was actually really surprised so fight or flight is the body's near instantaneous response to threats it's how your body decides it's going to react during danger or really high stress moments. So, uh, your body is quickly prepared to fight or flee. <laughs> so, part of that, your breathing and your heart rate increase uh, very rapidly. Uh, the stress hormones and adrenaline are released into the bloodstream. You could sweat. Your body starts to pump energy into your muscles so that you can uh, do either one of those, right? Whether you want to fight back or you want to run away, your body needs that energy. Um, and it's all so that you can do it in a split second. 
That's kind of interesting. I also didn't know that there was more than just like fighting or taking flight. <laughs> like there's also the option to freeze and fawn. So of course, like fighting is taking action, eliminating the threat, fight back, which I will say that used to be me in my early like life. I would always fight, but now I find myself used to be. I I find myself more in flight action now. Okay. Um, to run away and like, and I think it's just to avoid the conflict because I know like how deep I can get uh, when I need to, and so it's just a. I want to avoid that mess that I'm like, bye, see you. I don't know why I was thinking about that earlier when we talked about like what we were doing for topics. And I was like, dude, I used to, I would always jump into battle. I'd be the first person to. Granted, I have my moments now, but not nearly as often as I had before. I mean, now you say that, I think, yeah. Like, yes. Like the earlier parts of everything, like... Very much fight, and now it's like not so much, and it's kind of a an interesting thing. I, I guess I never even, really, honestly, I never thought about it, or or, or never dawned on me that it changes, that it can yeah, change. Yeah. Huh. And I think it it depends on like what's going on in your life, and like the amount of stress you're willing to take on and not, or the responses. Mm-hmm. And so, on to the next bit. Freeze is also something so you become immobile i don't think i've ever experienced that except for maybe once oh i yeah i freeze in situations where somebody's hurt i don't want anything to do with it so for me i'm the opposite except for the most recent thing that had happened to me that made me freeze was the moment oh had her bat like first like breath holding spell Mm -hmm. in your arms that was the first moment I had ever frozen in my life in a response before. Wow. Normally, I would have been the first to be like, whatever I gotta do, do it. Like, But <laughs> I think it might have just been because it was our own kid that I, my first response was to just stop. I was, I couldn't think, I couldn't breathe, I couldn't. Uh... That's interesting. Because that was when I was like, not, I didn't even think about it. I was like, oh shit, she's starting to turn purple, flipped her over, patted her on the back, and she started to like cough, stop choking, and breathe again. And I was like, holy shit. But like, I can remember being at the climbing gym and I saw this guy and I thought he just like fell and was like struggling. Uh, and what turned out? <laughs> so, like, and then I look back again because I can hear, like, so I started climbing because I just thought he, he was just laying on the ground because he didn't feel good whatever i've seen it a thousand times and so i start climbing again and i just hear this girl just screaming her head off and then i turn around and the dude is purple like purple purple and i was like oh shit no like i can't do this i can't do this um to be fair i did yell for adam if you go to the climbing gym, you know who Adam is. Um, they were already on the phone with 911. These girls did CPR and, like, saved the dude's life. It was, it was fucking nuts. It was so crazy. It's still it's still hard for me because, like, I can see that guy's face purple. And I can hear his daughter screaming 
as he's like basically dying there. And all I can do is be like, I don't want anything to do with this situation right now at all. So that is definitely a time that I froze. Um, do you think that that is more common when the situation is like happening around you and like it's things that are happening in your vicinity, but aren't actually like in your close circle that you're more prone to flee? Probably. Yeah. I mean, I never thought about that. I haven't been in a lot of situations where, um, where there was somebody that I knew that was having a problem. So yeah, that's, that's probably a valid thing. Yeah. Okay. And the last one is to fawn. So it's trying to appease the person causing the threat in an effort to help prevent harm. <laughs> so Sorry, I didn't know about this one at all. You guys are going to hear our cat or the baby yeah, going The cat on. is being very rude right now. Anyway, um, I found this in a couple different spots. Apparently this is one of the newer ones that they're really kind of like seeing as a thing. And I thought I'd put it in here because I'm like... Sure, maybe they haven't all agreed on the fact that this is a response, but thinking about it, it's like, oh yeah, I can totally see people doing that. Like you hear about that yeah, where all the time. Like trying to like, relate yeah, to the, like to how the do threat. I get out of this situation? Oh, I know, I'll make you as happy as possible, and that'll keep me alive or whatever. So I didn't, I never really realized it, and I thought, yeah, sure. I'm kind of surprised that's that cool. that's an, uh, a response. Um, I just wouldn't expect that. To be on there, so I'm kind of surprised that you found it on there a few times. So the craziness of this is how much your body does in that blink of an eye time frame, right? Um, I didn't really realize how much happens in your body in that minuscule amount of time that you don't have any control of at all. So your body does like a ton of stuff. Um, so the fight or flight is part of the sympathetic nervous system. That's a reaction to stress, mainly the acute stress. Um, and biologically, there is so much that goes on. So initially, your eyes or your ears or they're both of them are seeing whatever, right? You're either seeing the threat or you're hearing a potential threat. And that information goes to your amygdala, which controls your emotional processing. So as soon as the danger is perceived, it sends an immediate signal to the hypothalamus. The, hypo the hypothalamus then communicates to the rest of the body through the autonomic nervous system. And the autonomic nervous system controls things like uh, breathing, your blood pressure. That's what starts to get everything going. Um, it has two parts. It's got the sympathetic nervous system, which provides the body with energy. Uh, to respond to these threats that you're seeing, hearing, feeling. Um, and then the other side of that, because everything likes to be in balance, is the parasympathetic nervous system, which calms the body down after the threat. Um, so once the hypothalamus activates the sympathetic nervous system, adrenaline shoots through your body. This is what causes the heart to beat faster, which increases your blood pressure, um, and then your breathing starts to increase as well. Um, that's done obviously so that you have the oxygen to pump into your muscles and your brain and all that other stuff to get you going. Um, your sight, your hearing, and some of your other senses can become sharper and 
your pain receptors actually dull. So that's you, actually really interesting. So if you get like punched or something, you're not going to feel it as profoundly in in these time frames. It, it dulls that down. So uh, glucose shoots through your body because that's what gives your body um, energy, and then the hypothalamus activates the H. PA axis, which is the hypothalamus, the pituitary gland, and the adrenal gland. Um, this is what releases the cortisol, which is the stress hormone, um, into your body to keep your body on high alert so that you can keep your senses up, you can keep focus on everything until you start to see things. Uh, once the danger passes, you're out of the threat, that cortisol starts to fall away because it's not being pumped through your body. And then the parasympathetic nervous system calms the body back down that can take 20 minutes to an hour Jeez. to get your body back to like a calm state um and this is the crazy part all of what i just said happens before you can even fully process what you're seeing or you're hearing so your body has done all of that before your brain has fully had the time to really take it all in process it and be like uh-oh it's why people can jump out of the way of cars without even having to think about it or Dude, any of that I can stuff. totally, like, you're saying all this, and now I'm, like, recalling the one moment in my life that I can, like, to the T, still recall uh, jumping from a balcony to somebody else's balcony and tight roping their rails to get to my car because somebody pulled a gun at a party. I mean, like, I was to the point where, like, I turned to pull the girl and the guy that I had brought with me to get them to do the same thing and they just were not reacting and i was like guys come on i'm already over here let's go i'll help you go and they weren't there and i was like all right i'll see you at the car <laughs> so i'm like man okay i i don't know how it happened i'm really short so i have no idea how i cleared jumping from one balcony to another um uh, that's but crazy nothing i'm like Oh, that makes sense. So I didn't even think about that. That's nuts. I didn't know you'd ever had a gun pulled on you. We had a gun pulled on us when I was in eighth grade. We all used to skate like after school. And where we were, there was no sidewalk. And this low rider came by and like almost hit my friend. And whatever, we're like 13. He goes, I, I, I don't remember exactly what happened. He probably said, fuck you or something, right? I mean, we all did at that age. Yeah, that car turned around, came back. And they got out, uh, and it was tense as hell for quite a while. And, like, me and, like, two of my other friends were pretty far away from that right-up-front scenario. But we're like, let's just, like, back up. Let's, like, let's just slowly extricate ourselves from this because this is getting fucked up fast. <laughs> Thankfully, nothing happened. But, like, that was crazy as hell. Um yeah. So. Yeah, that's that's Ow. that's nuts. I that's didn't know you ever had a, a gun pulled on you. Huh. Well, it wasn't pulled on me. It was in a party. I mean, I kind of like yeah, the gun wasn't pulled on me personally either. I was just in the same vicinity, vicinity of it, and you're like, no, dude, we're yeah. out. Yeah, see ya. Like, like that's not exactly playing this game for us. It was like we were downstairs in a basement. Somebody pulled and somebody yelled gun, and everybody like turned, and it was like. Before you knew it, cops were called, and the cops showed up, and, I mean, I was getting ready to go, like, out of the country, and I was like, oh, I cannot, like, this cannot be 
That's fine. I cannot have anything written up about me right now. I gotta go. <laughs> yeah, nobody called the cops, by the way. Nope. Um, so the fight or flight is a response to like acute stress. So what really is that? I mean, you have that, you have that real big threat. Everybody knows the threat, right? Like the, somebody pulls a gun, somebody's got a knife, somebody just starts pushing you and stuff and like those kind of things. Um, so, but what else is acute stress? So, an alarm clock going off, feeling like you have um, that new assignment at work, uh, phone calls that need to be answered when you're relaxing uh, and the phone isn't near you. But like on top of that, things that are a little more high on the stress bar that are a little more serious are being pulled over by a cop. Um, I definitely get really freaking stressed out. I mean, to the point where, like, every time I start crying, the, the cop hasn't even gotten to my car, and I'm, like, in tears, stress tears. I don't cry. Um, like, I'll cry when I'm emotional, but when I'm angry, I cry because I'm so stressed. Um, and getting into an argument with a friend, taking a test, um, those are not crazy serious, but they're on that bar of, like, this isn't, you know, it's not an alarm clock. It's not a new assignment. You know, there is some differentiation between the two. Um, sorry, she took off her socks. <laughs> of course she did. Babies don't wear socks, by the way. If you, That's another topic we'll get into. Um, all the things I wish somebody would have told me. Yeah. yeah, they don't keep socks on. No. Um... So the threat can be real or imagined, and it's the perception of these threats that triggers that stress response. Um, like, it's it's crazy, right? Because it's the, the acute stress is that experience of that immediate perceived threat, whether it's a physical thing, an emotional thing, or a psychological thing, and all these things are that acute stress. Now, part of the nice thing is it's one of the least damaging types of stress, which is cool. But the other problem is a lot of these things are technically acute stress. So a lot of these things are like constant little teeny tiny triggers of this stuff. Um, so, yeah, I mean, basically, if these things feel threatening to you at some point, like you may really honestly trigger your fight or flight out of these things. Like that alarm clock that just goes bang, get up and get out of bed. And you're like, oh, F, am I late? Like, oh, shit. Like, what, what am I doing? And now you're like. Breathing's up, your anxiety, and now you're like stressed. And you're like, God, I got to get to work. I'm late. And then you're in the car and you're like, <sighs> like trying to come down as that adrenaline and that cortisol like pumps out of your body. And like the parasympathetic nervous system kicks in to, to relax you. And you're just like, what is happening, man? So what is the difference between stress and anxiety then? I feel like, is it one leads into the other or... This was the hardest part for me to really fully understand. And I had to like dumb it down for myself because of how close and similar they are. Um, that, cause you kind of feel both and like anxiety that that whole portion of it really kind of is part of the fight or flight. Um, so the stress is that response to the actual threat is how your body's going to react to whatever. But the anxiety is really 
a similar reaction, but in the absence of a real stressor, like a real threat. So like you'll get anxious over the alarm clock or that exam that you might have or whatever, but the stress is in the situations where somebody pulls a gun, right? They kick off and you feel kind of the same thing, but one is really, you're anxious over something that can't hurt you. Like yeah. you and I, we talked a lot about that because I had pretty bad anxiety a year ago. Um, we can talk about it later, but really like I had to calm myself down and tell myself, okay, is anybody going to die? Am I going to die in this situation? If the answer to that is no, then this is just anxiety. And I really need to just take a deep breath and like calm myself down. So remember how I said like a lot of these things are um, the acute stressors come from like anywhere mm-hmm. and, and all the time. Yeah. Well, that's not great for you. Like your body doesn't like that <laughs> at all. Um, all of those things cause yeah. bad stuff for you in the long run if you can't control it. You can end up with high blood pressure, uh, artery clogging deposits, which can lead to a heart attack. Um, your brain actually will change. That level of adrenaline and cortisol and all that other stuff, those potentially cause brain changes is what they're finding out, which can lead you to anxiety or uh, depression or addiction because you're then you have to try and find a way to like cope with it now you're anxious over everything and you're and you're just like uh and that that anxiety can start to lead towards feeling depressed um and they're actually starting to think that it can cause obesity because people can eat more as an emotional reaction right you eat when you're stressed um it can Decrease your sleep or the amount you exercise, which again can lead to weight gain. Um, so yeah, it's really not good in long term. Like obviously in short term bursts when you're trying to get out of a stressful situation, it's great. It gets you what you need to get out. Hopefully, right? You hopefully you don't freeze and fawn or any of those things. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's not it's not a good thing if it just constantly happens. I didn't know that. Um, so some of the causes for this are, you know, stressful, pretty threatening situations. And I guess sometimes like the mundane situations that you're constantly going into, um, could be that as well. I used to get stressed out about going to work the following day. And if I'd be up early or on time, uh, before my alarm clock or not, or that I'd miss my alarm clock. Cause I, oh shit, like that would turn into like an OCD habit of me trying to set the alarm. Um, so I can definitely see that. Uh, also like PTSD responses are really can be a core cause as well. Um, how do, sorry, I'm having serious like brain farts just because I'm having, you're also holding a baby right now. So (laughs) there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, I'm like, I feel like I'm responding a lot slower than I normally would because I'm trying to get her to relax. Um, What can cause abnormal fight or flight responses? Uh, Well, remember, it pumps all that stuff into your brain, right? And so you get this imbalance of the hormones in your brain, um, which is actually really crazy. There's There's parts of PTSD where that stress hormone sits in your brain even when you're not stressed. 
And so now you have a little bit of that cortisol in there and now your body will respond in fight or flight in situations it doesn't need to. So that leads to like the abnormal fight or flight responses. So PTSD is one, a history of verbal or physical abuse. Obviously I, yeah, I can, uh, I can uh, somewhat relate to some of those. Um, yep. It makes it really hard to go into a conversation and not expect the worst. And then like right before the conversation starts or right when the question's asked, your body just like, okay, your, my body will immediately tense. My heart gets pumping and I'm just like, what are we doing now? Like, I don't want to have this conversation. I don't know where it's going. Like, I don't know if you're mad because of whatever. And yeah, that's. I can definitely relate to that. That's a learned reaction for me, for sure. And then the exact same way, like, if somebody's reacting or is, like, responding in a way that I, uh, that seems attacked to other people and I can see the reaction happening in somebody else's face, I am immediately, like, I will respond in a way where it becomes a defense. Like, I, and it may be as, as simple as a, like, I didn't hear the conversation, but I can see the end result on somebody else and what's happening to person on person A's face versus person B's face. And I start to react. Um, And now that makes it sometimes hard for me when it feels like other people are mad or upset. Um, My body goes into this response phase. Um, It's not always the best. Mine does too. Um, and so then, like I said, right, you get that uncomfortable stuff and you start to get anxious and you're anxious at this point because there's real, there's no real threat, right? Like nobody's got a gun. No one's trying to run you over with a car. You're not in a, bil- uh, a building that's on fire, but like, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, she just did a smell test on the baby's diaper, um, which is funny. So especially because I'm holding her, so I'm having to lift her above my head. Yeah, that's pretty funny. <laughs> This probably should have been an episode that was live, just so people could have seen just that portion. Um, but yeah, anyway, that was good times. So how do you cope with these things? Like, what are the things that you can do really to kind of like deal with it? How do you how do you reset? Um, so, I mean, breathing exercises, learning, um, you know, come, getting in touch with like all five senses, taking a moment to take a step back. Those are really going to be like the immediate. I that's guess, a, that's a good strategy. One. That's one that I've been told personally. That's one that you've used for me in situations where like I am really stressed out. You help me remind like five things you can touch, five things you can see, hear, smell, yeah. um, think of, taste, and that really kind of helps me come back to okay, I'm distracted. And I'm focusing and coming back to my body. Yeah, it forces your body to refocus on what you can actively sense. So you're supposed to do, like, I think it's like a pyramid, right? Like, start with five of one of your senses, and then you do four of the other, three, two, and one. And it forces your body to kind of, like, regroup, really. Um, And then another one of mine that I kind of have started to use personally, um, I do it at work a lot because then nobody can see me doing it. Uh, usually right before a stressful meeting I know I'm going to have, I'll do it. 
It's called the, uh, I learned, I learned it from like a Navy SEAL. Apparently this is their breathing technique. Uh, you do box breathing. So you breathe in for four seconds, you hold it for four seconds, you breathe out for four seconds, and then you hold that for four seconds. And that reset, <laughs> like she's doing, only she's yawning. You ready for bed now? Yeah. So that was part of it. So that really will slow your breathing down. That gives your uh, parasympathetic nervous system a chance to start helping your body relax. Now, it's still going to take you that potential 20 to 60 minutes, but you're giving yourself that option of like trying to reset and start really there. Um, so that was one of the ones that I've used in the past. Um, another coping strategy is going to therapy. You know, having or talking with somebody to help you kind of address uh, what the actual like underlying causes for your reaction are. Um, and from there, you know, whether they'll help you decide whether you want to go through a medication route or just help you find better stress management. You okay? Yeah, stress management is terrible for me. I'm I'm awful at it. I don't I don't do well. Um, but therapies actually helped me a lot personally. So I was given a whole bunch of techniques to try and like relearn stuff like what is mine, what is somebody else's to deal with, and then like attempting to work through relearning responses. So therapy was a big one for me. That I can understand. I. Outside of breathing exercises, I would definitely make sure, like, I tend to find myself having to completely, like, do something different. Mm -hmm. If I'm really stressed out about, like, getting dressed in the day, I'll detour and go do something completely different. Or if I'm having to, like, get up or set an alarm clock, literally, I will do something completely out of my routine, even if it does make me late, just to, like, calm myself down because... I don't like bringing that energy to any type of work or anything that I'm about to address. Well, that's important. Um, they say exercise is a big thing. I know that exercise can release like endorphins into your brain to make you feel better, but um, I feel like that's sometimes uh, personally for me. Sometimes it's that is just it only stresses me out more. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> For me, it depends on what I'm doing. If I can get into there and just, again, focus on what I'm doing in the exercise, then it kind of tunes everything else out. Mm -hmm. And so for at least that amount of time, I'm all right. See, but I'm like not that when I go to like, the climbing afterwards. gym. I got to put headphones on and like listen to music and then I can tune out. Otherwise, if I don't have that for me, yeah, people stress me out. For sure. If I've had a bad day, I'm trying to go to the gym because I can get in there. You have to focus so much. If you really want to have a good day. Um, but that focus just kind of tunes everything else out and tries to, to put it away. And then the exercise burns off some of that stress energy that I had. So, yeah, that's that's been a big one for me. Um, so, so much of that stuff happens so fast. Before you can do anything, it's hard to get all these things under control. Um, I've definitely had more than my fair share of fight or flight responses um, what about you? I know you mentioned being or having a gun pulled at a party, and that's pretty stressful, I'm sure. 
Trust yeah, me. Um, what else? Like, what other times do you recall? That I recall? I mean... Uh, or what triggers it? Like, is there something for you that is always like, oh, F, and then you find yourself, like, in that, shit, what am I doing? Do I need to... Do, do we fight now? Do I run away from this? Am I just going to sit here like deer in the headlights? So it, it really depends. So, like, if it's a fight with somebody... I will shut down immediately. Like, I I go into shutdown mode. I am like, nope, can't do this. I have to stop. Like, And I will just, I'll walk away. I'll literally leave wherever it is with whoever it is. Um, because I need to, or I try not to fight. Because when I do fight, you don't want to fuck with me. You don't. Like, it's really hard for me to turn off fight my fight reaction it's taken me it's taken me a few years to get a hold of it and to turn away and just walk away from things and while i hate doing that um it saves me so much energy later and so much things that i cannot take back for saying the wrong thing at the time um so definitely in fights but i'm like the party one was probably my biggest problem fight or flight situation that I have uh, ever really been in. And I'm like, got a couple other things. And of course they escape me hmm. while I'm like here now, but I think it's because I'm physically soothing our baby while I talk. And so my brain can't focus on the situation that I do want to talk about. I got jumped when I was 14. Yeah. I actually That's uh, I got scary. a really bad concussion. I have four to six hours of my life that I don't have any real recollection of. And um, I don't know how I got home. I mean, I do. I walked home. Two of my friends like made sure I got home. I don't know how. I used to call my mom every day to let her know I got home. Apparently that conversation was super weird. I don't know if my friends hung out with me until she got home, but apparently she called an ambulance. They took me to the hospital. I don't know how long I was at the hospital before I came around. I have no idea. So I have this huge gap in it, and I guess that's good, right? But uh, I got attacked from behind and kicked in the head until I was unconscious, basically. Or to me, I was unconscious because I don't remember any of it. Um, and then the rumor mill started and all that other crap. So that seeing fights where knives are pulled, that gun pulling incident, a bunch of other stuff. Like I literally would always look over my shoulder constantly walking down the street. If I saw a group of people that looked even the slightest bit sketchy, I'm already ready to go. I'm cracking my knuckles. My hands are tense. I don't know what's going to happen. And I'm already assuming the worst. Um, so for me, that was like bad. I honestly didn't get over that. Uh, God, I don't know. Until I was probably like 33, 34. I, I definitely know you and I were walking down the street one night. In Seattle. What did I do in Seattle? 
Well, I don't remember the Seattle story. I do remember one in Fairfax where I got super <sighs> edgy and I forced you to walk on the other side of the street with me because I didn't know what was going to happen. We were walking down, like, down from my class, down, like, that really sketchy area of mm-hmm. Seattle. And, oh, I was super on edge. Now I know what you're talking yeah. about. Yeah. And like I was telling. We no, were that like, was Vancouver. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, we were in Vancouver. We were in Vancouver. And it was super like, even I was like, uh, we're being followed right now. Um, don't panic, but we need to walk a little faster. Yeah. And, um, and they followed us for like a little while. I don't know if they were just going the same direction, but like when we crossed the street and they crossed the street too, I was like, mm, a little too, a little too close for comfort for me personally. Dude, that makes me uncomfortable right now. Just thinking about it now that you said that. Yeah, I totally had forgotten about that. Yeah. And a lot of that comes back for me from like the incidents that I was just discussing, right? Like getting jumped and I mean, whether you have a memory or not, I, I feel like personally, not having that memory of it makes it worse for me because now everything is a threat because I don't know what happened before. I know the story. I know what I've been told. I know what potentially happened, but I don't remember getting off the bus. I don't remember that person getting off the bus. I don't remember getting hit first and I don't remember getting kicked. So all of that, and it's like, Everybody you see now is a threat. So now my body is constantly, well, it was, it's better now, but my body was just like, shit, nope, 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 nope. Like, get out of the situation, right? Cross the street, go over there, turn around, crack your knuckles, get ready for a fight that you're not ready for anyway. Like, and it was, it was terrible. It sucked. Like, I can remember it a lot. Just being like, I don't want to feel this way and having no control over it. I mean, your brain is just instantly like all right let's do this and you're like i don't want to do any of this i don't even know what's happening right now so for me it's like and now that i've done this research i'm like shit i probably wiped like a good 10 years of my life right off them off based on all this stress i've caused myself um but yeah so i like (laughs) like think about all my it's nuts like stress moments and like Coming back, like, full circle, and I'm like, man, I really responded in ways where I maybe could have <laughs> flight early on in my life. And I'm like, there was time where I saw, like, people fighting in a restaurant, and my, what did I do? I fucking stepped up and was like, um, excuse me. Like, I immediately started to address what was happening. I was like, you need to stop. Like, I constantly will do that. Like, I have this, this superhero, like response to just be like nope i'm really small but i'm tiny but mighty man Uh, (laughs) you know i don't know what it is uh i'm definitely one of those people where i'd be willing to give up my life for somebody i didn't know in stressful moments like that like i get very prepared in that situation i would do the same thing and i think some of it has changed now because we have a baby um yeah not like the way you were talking about it, because I never, <laughs> I saw that shit, and I'm like, uh, I'm just going to hang out right here, just let this play out. It's not my business, not my problem. But I definitely feel like I probably had to try and tell you to leave people alone. Before. Oh, man, yeah, you have. You're always like, no, 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 it's yeah, fine. Yeah, okay. You've like, hold, held me back. I'm like, no, it's, I'm that's like, not nah, okay. Dude. Let me, 
not our problem, unfortunately. Like, I get it. Don't don't play the hero. You're pretty small. <laughs> small or not, you're feisty as hell. But I don't <laughs> I don't want to see you get hurt, so there's there's that. Um anything else? I've got one more now that I think about it. I alluded to it earlier. Let's hear one more. Cause like I I know I have so many and I literally cannot think about it. Like well, okay, that's not true. My family has been into, and, like, the thing about it is my family's been into, like, a lot of that really big shooting in the Florida airport. Oh, yeah, your family was down in they were whichever one that was. Fort Lauderdale, maybe? It was, you, it was Fort Lauderdale. You weren't there. You weren't born. Um, yeah, I remember that. And, like, for me, when I found out about it, I was like, oh, I'm in the car. I'm driving to you guys. I'm coming now. Um, yeah, and I'm like, hello. We're not in Florida right now. So, like, there's definitely been that. Um, you know, my response is to be with my family mm-hmm. or to get close. I swear I have better stories, but I can't. I, I'm having a hard time, especially okay. with this little one on me. I'm, like, trying to keep her from crying. So- so I had a really bad uh, emotional situation at work. Let's see, two years ago actually, because it was right before, it was during COVID, I believe. Um, two of the top level people had quit. One of them I kind of really relied on. He was my mentor for a while, taught me a lot, and it left me in this situation where I was the only senior person right i didn't have anyone else and we were trying to hire people and the people we hired were just not good and part of my other thing is i like to please people as a way so i guess i i i I will fawn like not gonna lie um i don't want people to be mad at me and i can remember being so stressed out that my body was cold I was physically cold. I couldn't sleep. It was like work had to be done at one in the morning for this client, which was fine. I'd never done it. This guy told me he could do it. Nothing was happening. I wasn't hearing anything back from him. It was our biggest client, and I started to freak out. I don't know if you remember that. I started to freak bad. I tried to sleep. I couldn't. And at three in the morning, I just called the dude. I'm like, dude, what are you doing? I can't handle this. The client wanted this done a while ago. You haven't done anything. And so like I jumped in. I'd never done this before. Okay. So within like 20 minutes, I'd looked up the documentation and started the process and I had the, I had it like ready to go and going, but like the anxiety of having to rely on somebody I didn't trust at all and all that other stuff. Like I wanted to quit my job instead of do this work. At the end of it, does it make me better? I don't know. I feel like I lost a lot of time off my life during that situation. Um, I gained a little bit of self-confidence, but like that feeling is awful. It took me forever to calm down off that one. I think I was up until five in the morning. And just that feeling of like, your body just feels awful. Like it took so long for that to like 
get out of me. And I can remember that. That one stuck with me for a while, obviously. Um, and again, I think that's that's one of those situations where I got to be like, look, no one's going to die. It's fine. Right. Like at that point, I wasn't working in a position where we supported technology that was critical. Right. Like nobody was calling 911 and I was having to manage that system. Right. Like who cared? Like they had a backup and everything else, but like I couldn't handle it. It was bad, bad. <laughs> and that fight or flight, that is the anxiety component of it right there. There's nothing to really freak out about. What is the client going to be mad? Oh, well, are they going to lose money in that scenario? Probably not. In all honesty, it was just uh, like, and I had like four or five of those episodes within the span of like six months. It led me to quit my job. Outside of other things, it led me to quit that job. I couldn't do it. That level of stress was just so high and it was just constantly kicking in and I, I didn't like that feeling. I ended up finding a new job. Uh, I'm getting kind of like evil eyes because our child just fell asleep and we're about to wrap this episode up. <laughs> so good times, good times. Yeah. I'm glad she fell asleep. Um, I didn't find any organizations out there focused on this. I also did not try to be completely honest uh, because it took me quite a while to get through this episode. Um, I kept finding a lot of information and trying to digest it and get it all down. It was pretty difficult. Um, as you can tell, we didn't go live today, so I appreciate uh, everybody's understanding of that. Sometimes it's hard to be able to do it, and you have to sit down, and you have to admit to yourself you need some rest. So we did that today, so we're super appreciative of everybody's understanding. Um, as always, reach out and check in on people. Um, it's important. It makes people feel less alone. Um, but since we weren't live, please like, share, subscribe, follow, rate, leave a comment, email us, hit us up, let us know what you thought. If you have a story to share, reach out. Um, we may do a special little something if uh, people share a story or want to. That'd be awesome. Uh, you can check out the rest of our projects on thedarkartslove.com. You can reach us via email at thebakerandthewitch at thedarkartslove.com. If you have any comments or you want to join a conversation, offer a topic, just say hi, feedback. Um, laugh at us for having a baby that falls asleep at the end of an episode. Feel free to do that. And remember, you are not alone. And the more we talk, the more we heal. Thank you, everybody. See you in two weeks. Bye.